Hi, my name is Carmen, and I am an early childhood special education teacher, a life and ADHD coach, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast to help anyone wondering if they have ADHD, people who have been diagnosed for a while and want some more support and community. I'm here to bring you the latest research on ADHD and neurodiversities while we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of ADHD. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey ADHD, are you looking for more support with your brain? Do you crave community with people who understand you? You should really check out Focused, the group coaching program I'm a part of that is for adults with ADHD. It's made and run by none other than Kristen Carter of the I Have ADHD podcast. I've grown so much by being in this program, using the tools, and being in the community for over a year now. If you use the link in my show notes, we both save money on this or next month's um, cost, so I think it's worth it. Go check it out at IHaveADHD.com slash focused. Hi, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. How are you? It's been so, so, so busy here, but I got an idea that I got while in a TikTok live. Her name is Kelsey, and she also has ADHD. She was so kind to play my podcast on her live, and so many people resonated. I was literally on cloud nine. The idea that I was helped with was, why do people of the neurotypical variety, why don't they understand? Why do we get labeled as stupid, crazy, lazy, and not good enough? Are you ready? Let's get started. So neurotypical people may not understand your neurodiverse brain, especially with ADHD. People have an easier time understanding neurodiverse differences when they're also physically able to see them, such as Down syndrome, sometimes ASD, and other neurodevelopmental disorders. Now there's two types of people who may want to, who may don't, who may not understand, okay? These type of people fall under two categories. People who don't know and don't care to know, and people who don't know but definitely want to learn. The first step is figuring out how to tell the difference between these two types of people and making sure that you are talking to somebody who does want to learn. Because when you're dealing with people who don't care to learn, there needs to be boundaries. Be very careful with these people, with your disclosure, especially, because most likely they will perceive you as lazy and that you don't work hard enough. And basically, like your brain works like their brain, which it doesn't. Most of the time, those people, (laughs) those types of people, they don't believe or understand that their brain has has fully developed in the prefrontal area, while ours has not. 
the people who don't care to understand or learn usually don't struggle with their brain and they aren't really related to anyone who has a neurodevelopmental disorder. So they can't understand because they've never experienced it at all. It's super sad that we have to spread our own awareness about how our brain works differently. And people who grow up neurotypical are able to use their working memory properly. So when you're unable to remember a task or appointment, they feel it's because you don't care enough, right? If you, if you cared enough, you'd remember. That's not true. And <laughs> they don't see that there's a deficiency with our brain. They are able to prioritize within their brain, not understanding that we have to learn that skill later. So we come off as quirky, strange, or even annoying with our fidgets, with our ways of interrupting, and literally the use of some of our coping skills. They don't understand that their prefrontal cortex involves self-awareness, memory, planning, prioritization, and organization, self-motivation, impulse control, and emotionally regulation fully developed in their brain. It becomes difficult for them to empathize that our brains do not develop fully in these areas. So they categorize us as lazy, stupid, or crazy. This is super unfortunate, but there is another group of people who do not know, but do care to learn. They may not understand right away, but they want to learn. I've dealt with both types of people in my life in the past. Unfortunately, people who don't understand, they can't be swayed much because usually they suffer from thought distortions like black and white thinking and there's very little you can do or say to quote unquote convince them. So boundaries must be drawn, whether that's putting a boundary between you and the other person or an internal boundary not to overshare. When you do come across neurotypicals who do want to understand, explaining what your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and why, they tend to help accommodate you or just help you in the ways that you ask. Explaining to them that your brain works differently, like that our time blindness is due to us not feeling the passing of time because the part of our brain that that happens in never developed. They are a lot more likely to understand and to help you. That part, or this is why, um, like they will understand that because that we never developed that time awareness, this is why we are usually running late. Telling people that you trust, that your working memory doesn't work well, so reminders are necessary, and that you don't mean anything by forgetting their birthday or any other appointment important dates, it really helps them. Really being able to explain that ADHD has nothing to do with a deficit attention. A deficit in attention, it's, it's not. Being able to explain to them that ADHD is a self-regulation disorder that involves so much more than attention that emotions are hard to regulate, that we do not develop inhibition in the way that they do. Explaining that this is neurodevelopmental disorder keeps our prefrontal cortex from developing in a typical way is very difficult. 
But if you explain your strengths and your weaknesses and you can gather the words to explain them, you then may have to embrace the vulnerability it takes to share these things with bosses, coworkers, family, and friends. So make sure you trust them. Take their intentions seriously and tell them how you can be helped. Tell them how they can help you and what you need help with. Tell them how they can help you. That is the key. A lesson I've learned through self-disclosure is to be very careful. Sometimes the answer is not to self-disclose. Because these people with these black and white thoughts, they just, they won't understand in my experience. You need to make sure you're disclosing to people in your life that you trust. Because people who do not understand that all brains work differently could use these facts against you. Again, making you feel lazy, stupid, or crazy. Either by using those words or not, it still hurts. Self-disclosure is a very vulnerable thing to do. So I always make sure the person who may not understand is seeking to understand and not judge or label me. So... This is going to be a very short episode. It's about self-disclosure and why we should or shouldn't self-disclose to the people in our lives. Self-disclosing to a best friend because you forgot something really important and they didn't know that you had ADHD is a super great way to help somebody understand. Explaining things to a coworker who asks you about ADHD when they learn you have it is an amazing way to self-disclose. Self-disclosing to a boss who shows interest in your mental health and your well-being, those are very productive ways and reasons to self-disclose. Self-disclosure is incredibly vulnerable. So again, make sure you are self-disclosing to the right people at the right time. ADHDers have a tendency to overshare way too fast. We will tell our story. We will share things about us that people maybe didn't even care to know. And that's where we need to be careful. It's very hard for us when other people don't understand. And I'm sorry to say that there are a lot more people in this world that don't understand rather than that do understand, okay? So I want you to listen really carefully here because I'm going to say it again. Self-disclosure is incredibly vulnerable. You're sharing the deepest parts of you with somebody else. So make sure they can be trusted. Make sure they actually care. Make sure they're actually looking out for your well-being. Because if you overshare with somebody who doesn't care to understand, but actually just cares to gossip, that rumor will be spread and changed and it will come back to haunt you. I know from experience. So make sure you trust the person you're self-disclosing to and make sure that you can explain to them why our brains are, are different, that it has nothing to do with attention, that it has everything to do with regulation. In my experience, people who don't understand don't choose to, and they may never, they may never understand. 
with the people that seek to understand, it's so worth it to self-disclose, to send them articles, send them podcasts, sending them my podcast, What is ADHD Really?, would be a great start to help them to understand. I know it's hard living as a neurodiverse person in a neurotypical world. That in itself creates some trauma. So I'm proud of you for pressing play on this episode because you want other people to understand. And right now, we are the ones spreading the awareness. So I really hope that whoever you are sharing with really, really understands and that you trust them. Okay? Those are the biggest things. Also, this may come up when you're talking to maybe a boss about your capacity. Our capacity is lower than a lot of other people's. So we need breaks and we need things, we need times to literally stare at the wall because of overstimulation, because of all of the things our brains struggle with. So when you're disclosing, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, not just to explain away something you did, but to help somebody understand. If you do need to disclose to somebody who may not understand and has something to do with their job, make sure you have somebody there as a witness to make sure that you're being treated fairly. That is all I have for now. It's going to be a pretty short episode this week. Stay authentic, my friends, and we will talk soon. Again, remember, our working memories suck, so scroll up to the top and hit follow for all of my new episodes coming out. I have a lot of great ideas. Talk soon.